welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass podcast, where we raise our voices and honor the badass achievements of women in the service industry. Get ready for empowering conversations, inspiring stories, and a whole lot of ass-kicking energy. Join us as we redefine what it means to be bold, fearless, and unapologetically Y-O-U, babe. This is your platform, your community, and your source of inspiration. So buckle up, get ready to rock and roll, and let's show this world just how much we can accomplish. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Kicking Ass. My guest today is Taylor Boyd, and she is an incredible badass mama who <laughs> I recently met at a girlfriends and business event that was put on by Lori Harder and Katrina Scott. I went to this event. I knew one person that was going to be at this event, and I purposely went in and gave her a hug and sat somewhere else because I really, truly feel like when we go to these events, that's what you have to do so that you can meet new people. Taylor happened to be sitting right in front of me. We do have some things in common as far as industries that we work in, so I'm so excited to be able to introduce her to you today because I know you'll be able to get a lot of things from her, from her story, from what she does uh, in her business, and all the good stuff that was in there. There was so much information in that event that we went to, but there was so many incredible women in there that I wish mm-hmm. that that event almost would have been a two-day thing so that we could have had an evening to get to know even more people that were there. So yeah. I'm so excited to hear what you actually got out of that. But Taylor is a wife and a mama of three living in North Texas, and she received her degree and marketing at the height of the recession in 2009, which was like the shittiest time ever of coming out of college trying (laughs) to get a job. But she was managing a small pool construction and retail company in Texas. And after graduating, she took on all the the responsibilities of running that business. And with her being there after 14 years, they finally hit their first seven figure year. So that's a testament to what you were able to do there. And then Taylor stepped away from the workforce for a few years to try out being a stay at home mom, but it left her incredibly unfulfilled. And I appreciate so much that you say this because so many of us find ourselves in there and so many people are too scared to say anything about it. Mm -hmm. So through a few very rough years and went through a divorce, which also sucked. She was forced to get back in the game. Unfortunately, when she entered, she didn't have as much gusto behind everything that she wanted to do. Um, And she just felt like she was letting employers tell her what what they needed. And then she just would respond and, you know, being a single mom and just going through the motions. I've been there, girl. So I feel all those feels before. So fast forward a few years later, Taylor's remarried. She has two additional babies now. And thanks to her new supportive husband. She's dug up those goals to become an entrepreneur and she has started a marketing firm that is called Tailored Brands and it actually started as a side hustle. So I'm so excited for you to tell us about that. So at the beginning of 2023, you went to this event and then all kinds of really cool things happened and she's really been able to step into this journey full time and I'm so excited for you to be able to tell your story about that, Taylor. So thank you so much for being here. So excited to have you as a guest. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So we've just introduced to my audience what a badass you are and everything (laughs) you have been through. But who is Taylor, the lady behind the business and all of those events? Gosh, I think 
at my core, I'm just an adventurer. Like I, I love seeking new adventures and like even in motherhood and in my marriage and just like in daily life, you know, I love to, if I don't have an adventure to look forward to, if I don't have something coming up, then I like start suffocating, right? <laughs> like I have to have something to look forward to and something uh, to like keep pulling me forward. And so I think that's why entrepreneurship has just always been like hanging out there for me. Cause it's like one giant adventure. <laughs> it's like calling me into it. So <laughs> Yeah. Yes. If you don't love adventure, like the roller coaster of life, don't get on that that no. ride. It's right. you, if you like the monot the monotony of the <laughs> daily merry-go-round. You know, like there are so many people, and we all need people like that that just go to work and they have their jobs, and that's yeah. where they're at, and that's where they want to be. And God bless people that love to yeah. do that stuff. I not, get not bored me. out of my mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes. In real life, though, I think it's very funny because we use that analogy of like merry-go-round and roller coasters. Like, I hate roller coasters. <laughs> I think maybe just because you live that all day long, every day. I'm like, I'm on vacation. I don't want to get on another one of these. <laughs> I know. And I don't like to go round and round. So, like, I'm out on no. both of those pretty much. <laughs> I'll just hold everybody's stuff. I'll yeah. The, the, I'm good at that. Yeah. I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> the chaos coordinator in the middle of everything. Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh, so yeah. your journey has been marked by numerous challenges. We talked about you graduating during a recession. We talked about mm -hmm. being a single mom, going through all of these things. Can you explain yeah. how you navigated these things and came out obviously on a stronger end so that you could start this new business? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sometimes like well, when you're, when you're in the midst of it, like, I don't know if there, there is like a, oh, well, I did this, this, and this. Like, for most of that time, I felt like I was in straight up survival mode, right? Like, I knew mm -hmm. that I had these big dreams. I knew that I um, wanted to do something big. And that's the only word that I had for it. Like, well, before I had my first son, you know, like, my my mom and everybody, they would be like, you know, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm called to do something really big, but I don't know what that is. And I don't like, I don't even know how to describe big. Like, that's the only word I have. And so like through that whole time, it was like, well, I know, I know that I've got big things for my life. I know that I'm supposed to do something really important and help people and make a change. I always felt like I was supposed to write a book and, you know, do all this stuff. But it's like, I just don't, I don't know what that is. And so going through like, well, first of all, being a stay-at-home mom with a little a little toddler, like that, like you said, like you just kind of get bored out of your mind. And I didn't, I didn't know mm -hmm. that boredom or anything was what I was feeling. You know, I just knew that there, um, I kind of felt like life was just going to be over at like twenty-five. Like, you know, I had the husband, I had the house, I had the degree, I had the baby, and it was like, okay, now what? Like, now what do I do with my yeah. life? And I was actually in the process of, of purchasing the pool store that I had been running. Um, and I, I don't know, I was in my early 20s. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I now I, I'm going to be tied, you know, they had been there for 14 years. And I was like, I feel like now I'm going to be tied to this 
brick and mortar mom and pop shop in the middle of West Texas. Like my life is going to look like exactly like it does today for the next 14 years. And I like, oh, kind of suffocated and then like freaked out. I tend to be a bit of a runner too. So I'm like, oh no, can't handle this. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of, I'm out of all of that. And so um, after that, it was really just like, just trying to navigate being a single mom and being able to provide for my son. And um, I lived in a really expensive city and, you know, so that's where like just allowing employers to tell you what you're worth because like I had to have the job. I had to, I had to provide, I didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And so I basically spent those years just feeling like I was getting paid so much less than I was worth so much less than I was giving. And I mean, it was just, it was just a, a struggle. I don't say, so I don't know if there was even really like a plan. It was just like, get through it. Um, in my mind, it was just to get out of there. Cause it felt like it was a geographical restriction because it was so expensive there. And the only jobs like, you know, I was in oil and gas. Um, so I've been in like male dominated industries forever. Um, but that was, that was all I knew. And it's like, I just feel like I've got, I've got to get out of this. Like I've got to get out of this place. I've got to get out of this industry to really find myself and who I am and to provide my son with more opportunities than, than I've been dealt, you know, than I can see here. So, um, once I got remarried, um, we were only married for, I don't know, less than a year. Um, whenever he got transferred out of, out of West Mm -hmm. Texas and we, we moved up to North Texas for, for his job, which only lasted for about eight months. And then his company got acquired Um, and so then he lost his job there. So, um, after that, it was really just like both of us were on this, on this new path we were used to living a certain lifestyle. He was a petroleum engineer and it was like, you know, everything was fine. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it went from that to having, having nothing, you know, we sold our brand new, beautiful home and, um, like our, our, just our whole lives changed. But I really feel like the journey started there of us figuring out who we were and stepping outside of the norm that Mario go around. Like we, we aren't, we aren't okay with just living a mundane life. We aren't okay with just, you know, raising our kids the way that the world says that we should be raising our kids. And like, what, that's what you do. You get up, you go to work, you, you know, like day in and day out, that's what you do. So um, we just really kind of were like, we don't, we just don't jive with, any of this like normal stuff Uh (laughs) like we want so much more out of life than just like going to work until we die kind of thing (laughs) so so we both really set out on this you know entrepreneurial journey um and I I found the the courage and the freedom in it more so I think quicker than he did because of his encouragement, right? Like he was like, why are you yeah. not doing this? Why are you not? Um, I just like spit out a random, a random marketing strategy for a company that he was interviewing with. He wasn't even going to work for them. And they were a startup company and it was a, like a trash service company. And um, I was like, oh, well, this is the way that they should be set up and running. Like, this is what they should be doing. And like just gave him this whole marketing strategy for this thing and his face. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget his face. He was just looking at me and he was like, why are you not doing this? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know. And really, like, who's going to listen to me? You know, like, I've been a just a mom for the past few years. And now I'm just going to step in and be like, oh, but I can market your business and I can, you know, help you with all of these things. And I was like, I don't, I just don't really have the confidence. I did. I went for it um, with that company. That was the one that really got me started. Um, so he got me a lunch set up and started working on their website and gave them some, you know, marketing strategies and stuff like that. So that's really kind of where it, it started. I don't, I don't think it was like a, like I listened to entrepreneurs whenever they were like in their early twenties and they're like, I always knew I wanted to run my own business and I was always super entrepreneurial. And I was like, I struggle like hell <laughs> to get where I am. You know, it's like, I, so yeah. I like, so admire those that like just know what they want and they just go after it from like an early age um but I feel like I feel like I had to like fall into it through the through struggling for so many years I was like okay now it's time to actually like do the thing it's time yeah yes thank you for saying that first of all because Honestly, I think a lot of those people that you hear that are like, I know exactly what I was going to do. And I know this and I know this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like, I'm like <laughs> bullshit. Cause you've had just as many yeah. bad days as the rest of us have. There is yeah. no, there's such a thing as an overnight 10 year success because there is no right. thing as like overnight success. Because if you're good at something, it takes time to get good at something. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's one of those things that I think so much that women struggle with, something that I that I picked up on because this is my big, like, ooh, hang on to people is when people say, I'm just, I'm just a stay-at-home uh-huh. mom. Stay-at-home moms oh, yeah. are yeah. freaking superheroes because yes. think about all of the stuff yeah. that you are doing all day long. Like, that should be mm-hmm. a $300,000 a year job. Of yes. doing all that stuff. When I'm at home with all five of my kids just for the weekend, I'm like, dear God, I got to go back to my office because it is yeah. so much that you're trying to get done in there. And do you it think is. that maybe you're stalling and jumping into starting your own business was a confidence thing or the fact that you didn't know what you were doing? How much of those two played together? Uh, well, I definitely think it was both. <laughs> um, I, I am really passionate about like health and wellness and holistic living and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I just assumed that whenever I started a business that it would be something in that realm. Um, but it was like, I just kept falling on my face in that place and marketing kept marketing opportunities kept coming up. And like, it was that lie that I kept telling myself, like, well, I'm not qualified for that. You know, I, I don't know if I could yeah. do that, you know, or I haven't done that in forever or, uh, you know, just all, all of the things that you tell mm-hmm. yourself to disqualify you, but it just kept coming back and kept coming back. And I was like, okay, <laughs> there's obviously something here. So I definitely think that it was a little bit of, um, it was a huge confidence thing. Cause I was like, I just don't know if, if I can do it. And two, it was like, I just need somebody to tell me what step one is, right? Like I just, yes. I, I tell my husband that all the time. Like everybody's like, oh yeah, you can start these seven figure businesses and this is all you got to do. And this is what you got to do. And you know, give you all, I'm like, can I just have step one? Like just, just like yes. maybe one through three. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Yes. 
for sure. And that is what you're doing with helping these service companies, you know, really, if you think about it, like, as you're saying health and wellness stuff, like health and wellness is a service too. Mm -hmm. And tailored brands is working with kind of home ba- home service companies, construction, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. It's really, if you're selling a service, you're selling a service because the most important part of that is attitude and customer service. That's what it is. Yes. The service that yeah. you're rendering when you get there is the small part of that. Right. It truly yeah. is. So any kind of service as far as that's why we say uh, on this podcast, I always say for service based entrepreneurs, because yes. if you're selling a service, I don't care if it's a weight loss program, septic mm-hmm. pumping services, marketing services, or, you know, electrical services, they're all following the same recipe. The ingredients are a little bit different. Right. Yeah. So sure. I think it's really like, uh, as far as services go with things that you're doing with stuff too, you know, it's, it's definitely their hand in hand with that. But I know Absolutely. that you do work with, uh, you know, construction businesses, home yes. service companies with mm-hmm. your business. How, what are some tips that you would give after talking about such so just show me step one? So yeah. many women that are in the ladies kicking ass community are like, what the F do I do first? Because I'm supposed to be on Instagram and I'm supposed to be on Facebook and I'm supposed to be on LinkedIn. And now everyone's telling me that Pinterest shows up in SEO and what the hell is SEO? And like, how am I supposed to, my website hasn't been updated in 17 years Mm -hmm. and it's this big, you know, like there's so many things. Do I do video? Do I do TikTok? Like there's so Mm -hmm. many questions that come across there. Give our listeners that are listening to this step one, for marketing their service company. Okay. Well, I feel like this is probably like really old school and people like that are all in digital marketing are probably like, they need the website. They need this. They need that. And I, I like, I a hundred percent agree that we have got to have, you know, a good quality online presence, but I feel like the most important thing that you can do with starting your business is face to face meeting people. Like, actually getting in front of people and having conversations. And I think that like that can never be replaced. Like that's never going out of style. And everybody that I have ever worked with in the past, I'm like, I, my biggest goal for you is that if no matter what industry they're in, um, is that if social media were to die and fall off the face of the earth tomorrow, that you would still have a sustainable business. And you're not going to have that if you don't have connections and relationships with real human beings. So I'm like, the first, the first step for me is like, if you, if you want to do the thing, then you need to get yourself in front of people and ask them if they need the thing, right? Like you have got to go in front of people and be like, Hey, I I am doing this and it's okay to be honest. It's okay to be like, you're my first one. Like I really want to do this. This is why I'm qualified. This is, this is why I'm headed in this direction. And I would love for you to be my first client to like, let me go, you know, and like do it for free. I, whatever you have to do, like, or a small fee, just something to like get out there. Um, I really started that with, like, I had a bunch of, of friends, like, who happen to be in like landscape businesses and, um, you know, mm-hmm. just different, different types of entrepreneurial friends. And I was like, I, I'm starting a marketing company. And it was amazing. The, the confidence that I got 
from just stepping into into their businesses. And they didn't see me as somebody who was like, oh, just starting out. Like it, it wasn't them throwing me a bone or like doing me any favors, right? Like they, I may have felt like that. I may have been like, oh, will you like, please do me a favor and let me do this for you. But they were like, no, we hired like a marketing expert. And so then I was able uh-huh. to step in as a marketing expert and really like help them take their business to the next level that they couldn't because sometimes you can't see, you know, the forest through the trees, right? And so sometimes it takes that yes. third, that outside perspective with a creative marketing brain and a strategic brain because um, I don't think everybody's wired that way. And that's something else that I'm learning along the way too. Like just because it's easy for you doesn't mean it's easy for everybody. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought yeah, everybody was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I literally thought everybody thought this way. Like, I didn't know that it was mm-hmm. a gift or, you know, like, I didn't know that it was unique. Um, so, yeah, for me, I feel like the the first step, like, I really feel like step one is just, like, owning that dream, owning that thing that you want to do, and going and talking to people and asking them to let you do it for them. I mean, because if you're in any yes. kind of service, be like, let me do it. And I realize that there's certain services or certain industries where you're like, it takes a bunch of capital. It takes a bunch of, you know, stuff to get it started. You Uh can't just like, but, but even then I feel like the biggest step is like, you've got to make those connections to get the capital, to get the ball rolling. And it will fuel your fire as you go, as you start putting your dream out there in front of the right people. Like, Uh I feel like you have to be cautious because you can, you can put it out there and somebody can like, squash it real fast. Um, but yeah. like making those, making those right connections and getting in front of the right people for me is like number one ground floor. That's, that's what you should be doing. Talk, talk about what you want to be doing. Talk about your dream. Talk about your business. Talk about your business as if it is the business that you see in the future happening and just invite those other people into it. Absolutely. And that was something that we talked about at the event that we went to together. Mm -hmm. I know someone asked the question, and I've often thought this too, especially with like my septic company has employees and there is an us, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's been an us for a long time. And I've embraced the us with that. But because I have it in one side, like in my ladies kick and ass community and the podcast and running the community mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, we all the time. And I'm like, you sound like an idiot because there's yeah. one person. <laughs> yeah. So I just spilled the beans on myself there. So <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it's like we like in my brain, this is a big community that is helping a lot of women that people mm-hmm. are getting together in different cities under the name ladies kick and ass. And they're, you know, in the service industry and they're dealing with things together and they're finding camaraderie and even mentorship with people. It's truly one of those like things that you build of this is who, you know, I needed five years ago. Mm -hmm. So I know that I can help these people that were in that place. And so when you speak about the business as if it is an us And Mm -hmm. I know that Lori and Katrina both were talking about, absolutely, it's got to be us from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because if you keep telling yourself it's me or it's I or I'm singular in things, it's so much harder to grow into the us. 
And I know yes. that having done that with businesses, man, that first hire is almost like you're giving your newborn baby to somebody and saying, <laughs> yeah. love it as much as I do, <laughs> you know, yeah. they'll keep yeah. it alive and feed it and do everything possible because they do like it, but they're never <laughs> going to love it as much as you. So yeah. it's really embracing that love from the beginning of this, mm -hmm. this team that you're going to be able to build. So yeah, I love that, I do, just owning it and doing it. For sure. And I do feel like it is an us. Like it may be me that is jumping out in this in this business and running with it, but it it takes my husband and my family and you know, everybody that I know to like they all have to be a part of it too. So um it yeah. and it also I think whenever you just talk about like me or I, it it narrows it down in your own mind. And I think I think it mm -hmm. makes it heavier to carry whenever you're like, Oh, I'm doing this, or I've got all this to do. But whatever you're talking about, and you're like, Oh, this is, you know, our heart for this company or our, our vision or, you know, all that stuff. It's like, it, it makes it feel lighter. Like you're distributing the load onto other people. And it's not just like, so it's not like putting rocks in your backpack, you know, it's like linking yes. arms with, these people that you may not know yet, but <laughs> like, it's empowering. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, when we're talking about marketing stuff, it's an us thing anyways, because uh -huh. you're, you can provide all the knowledge in the world, but if the company that you're working with doesn't put forth some effort on their yeah. side too. Yeah. Yeah. I've helped people with marketing and businesses and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been trying yeah. to build a website for this company for like, mm, I don't know, three months now. And I'm like, just mm -hmm. send me some pictures. I can't uh -huh. do anything if you don't, if you're not part of it. Yeah. So it's definitely an oh, us yeah. for you for it's sure. A, it is a partnership for sure. And I think that's probably the one of the most difficult parts of partnerships is getting what you need from other people. <laughs> in a timely yes. manner it's yep. like okay this is for you right like you remember that I'm doing this for you <laughs> so yeah you're like you're paying me so please allow me to give you the service yes. that you're paying yes. for. for I sure. agree a thousand percent so I mentioned that we met at a conference for women in business mm -hmm. um I have found in the last year these are so incredibly important to go to to be a part of I know you yeah. kind of showed up on a whim to that I one did, as well yeah. is that something one I have a twofold question here I'm going to yeah. ask you both because I think you can talk about them together so one um what was the most important thing that you got from that event and two, is the, do you attend events like this often? And if so, or if not, why? Um, well, the no, I usually don't. Um, this was my first, my first real big event like that that I actually like got on an mm -hmm. airplane and went away specifically for um, for my business. And I I hadn't before because we had been struggling financially for. I don't know, the, since my husband had like lost his job. And so it was like just this um, season of where we were like, where do we like, where do we put our money to to make it grow? Like, you know, how do we start these businesses? Because businesses take money, right? Like you can't. Sure. There's no business that you can start with zero dollars. Like there's none. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think people yeah. say that all the time. Like, oh, you could just start that. I'm like, there, there's really like no business. I don't, I haven't found one yet. So um so that was really my big reason for not doing it is because I felt like taking any finances um, 
to go invest in myself was taking away from my family, um, which in hindsight, like that was totally wrong. Cause if I would have started that a lot sooner, I would have been so much further ahead. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely in how you see it, but, um, yeah. I, I had actually taken a full-time marketing management position at a commercial construction company, um, a few months before I went to this event. And so I, I honestly, I don't know what it was that was like, you got to be there. As soon as I heard Lori Harder like announce it on her podcast, um, I was like, yeah, I like, I have got to be there. So I actually had a meeting like the day that the, the tickets went on sale and I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to sell out. Like I, like I have got to be in that room. Like I have to. And, um, when I, like my meeting ended, I think the tickets went on sale like noon or something. And it, my meeting ended like mm-hmm. 1157 or something like so close. And I was like running to my office, like trying my, you know, getting on my credit cards. I'm like, Oh, I'm so ready. Like I've got to do it. And, um, and so I did. And I think that the biggest thing that I got from it was just the confidence and seeing so many other women in the room. Some were way ahead of me and like, but in a place mm-hmm. that didn't feel like it was not somewhere that I could also be. I felt like, like even, even Lori Harder, you know, I've been listening to her forever and following her and, you know, Katrina Scott. And I'm like, it made those people so real to me. Like, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like I literally could be doing this. Like they, they are not yeah. different than I am. Um, and just, just the confidence of, of being in that room, being in that place and having other women who are in business speak into me and be like, why are you not doing this? Or you should be doing this or, you know, like just so encouraging. And I was like, you're right. Like, I love that. And I was like, I, like, I am an entrepreneur. Like I may have a nine to five <laughs> right now, you know? Um, but I think like the, the funniest thing is like, I, I came back from that trip and I mean, the plane ride home, which I left like early the next morning. And I, I so agree. Like, I wish that I really wish that it would have been two days. So we would have had more time to get to know. Cause there's a lot more conversation that I would have loved to have had than like flying in and flying out. Um, but like sure. early that early that morning, I was like waiting on my plane and I would like, I had my whole notebook filled out. I feel like I had my whole, like my whole business model. I was like, Oh, I've got it. Like, I've just got it. Like, um, planning, you know, my podcast and planning like all these things that I don't have yet, you know, but I was like, just dream building. And it just seems so clear. So confidence and clarity, I think are the two biggest things that I got from being in the room. Um, but then when I got home, I was going to, like, I had my 90 day review scheduled with my, like the owners of the company. And my original plan, whenever I took that position was that I was going to be there for 12 months. I was like, okay, I'm only going to be here for a year. Um, and after that, like, it's, it's full launch time. It's full entrepreneurship. Both me and my husband, we're going full on, get it, but we're going to be there for a year. And, um, here I am at my 90 day review. And I was like, telling my husband, I'm like, I, I, I'm going to pitch to them that I, that they just hire tailored brands. Like, why not? I could be doing the exact same thing. It's going to save them money. Like this is a, this is a great, but I can, implement my team to help me with, with other businesses as they come along. And, you know, I just had like this whole plan and I was like, this is perfect. So I I put together a whole presentation, a whole pitch at my 90 day review said I was supposed to be there for 
12 months and I'm here three and I'm like pitching them this idea. And when I pitched it, they were like, oh yeah, absolutely. We like, we want to help you. Like we definitely want somebody in house, you know, full time. I was like, totally get that. They're like, but we, we bless you for wanting to start your own business. This is great. And we're definitely going to help you. We're going to help you get established. We're going to help you get on your feet. Um, but the owner was going out of town. So he was like, let's set a meeting for, it was like the week after that. So like a week and a half later. Um, and he was like, and we'll, we'll talk again about how we can make this work. I mean, I had like my pricing and everything like, um, and they get, he gets back and I get called into the, the vice president's office and they like, they like just fired me. <laughs> they were like, well, this is not going to work. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I got let go from, from that position. And they're like, to go, like, go do your thing. Spread right? your wings. <laughs> fly, girl, fly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, here you go. You wanted your own business. So now you've got all the time in the world to go do your own business. <gasps> and so um, I think it was the next day. Uh, like I was cooking dinner and my husband and I were talking about it because both of us were kind of like, well, no, you know, like now it's full on get it time. And, um, but he, I know we were talking about like family finances and all that stuff. Cause I mean, it was totally restructured. I wasn't thinking that I was going to go to like zero, you know, from, from full-time income. And so we were like having that whole topic and he was like, you know, I just don't get it. He was like, you fly off to one women's event. It was one event. And then you just get home and you're like, F it. Just, just <laughs> like, just full on entrepreneur. Like we had a plan. It was 12 months. You waited three and you just went to one event. <laughs> I was like, all I did, I just did one event. And it just like, totally like my whole life. <laughs> like, you're like, wait till after event five. Babe. I know. And I was like, well, I really want to go back in August. So <laughs> he's like, no, no. He's like, let's totally pick up on. this plane crash first. Yeah. He's uh, totally on board. And he's you know, like, he literally is my biggest cheerleader. So, but it was just funny. Just that moment. He was like, you went to one event and then you come home and you're just like, oh yeah, screw it. We're just all, we're just all in. <laughs> like well um that's yeah I I love it those are the best stories and those are stories that like whether you understand this or not Taylor that is such a huge inspiration for a lot of women (laughs) that are sitting on the fence it really is yeah because so many people think I have to have this together and this together and this together mm-hmm. and this together, and then I'll do it. It kind of makes, it kind of reminds me of, and I'm sure you can relate to this when people say, um, like I have friends that are like in their forties now and they're like, well, I think I'm almost ready to have a baby. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, first of all, you will never be prepared for what a baby does to you. Like, I don't even remember my life 13 years ago because it looks Mm -hmm. so completely different. You live it for a whole other reason now. Mm -hmm. And it is one of those things with entrepreneurs. I think it's one of those things with like investing. It's one of those things with not the sure bat things, having kids, you know, that's like, 
well, I, I'm going to do some more research. I'm going to do some more research. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh my God, you have enough research. Now mm-hmm. you have to put the motivation behind it to, or the, the want, you know, yeah. the want and moving your feet forward is what creates the motivation. Mm-hmm. So now you've got this new business that you are into full-time entrepreneurship. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. It's like, I call it tailored brands 2.0 because before <laughs> I went to work for the construction company, I, you know, was like kind of timid about like dipping my toe in the water. I was that like, oh, I don't know if I'm really ready. Like, you know, I, I built it like it was going to be this big business. And then when I like actually had to insert myself into it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do this, you know? So, um, I mm-hmm. really kind of before that, I mean, I like helped people, you know, write marketing strategies and um, kind of go in and find the missing links, um, which to me has really been like the most fun part. And it's what a lot of people don't really consider as like part of marketing. Um, it's like, maybe you're already doing something, but let me go in there and help you figure out where where those missing holes are so that you can actually mm-hmm. get the return that you we're expecting to, um, cause a lot of people, they're like, Oh, I've been doing all this stuff, but I'm just not seeing anything from it. So it's not working. It's like, well, like, okay, yeah, but let's go find the, the holes and let's figure out why it's not working. Um, but I just yeah. think, I think that like going through from before to, to now it's like, it feels like a whole new ball game. Cause now I'm like so clear on, on what I do. And I have walked out with the confidence cause being there for, you know, just 90 days. Um, and what I was able to see like in the, in the data, you know, like I love the analytics of it all. So I love like watching, you know, I I'm all about like the bar charts and graphs and all the stuff. you know. <laughs> and so like, mm-hmm. I just liked seeing the evidence of my efforts that were going into that business actually showing up in in the viewers, in the phone calls, in, you know, like the things that were actually coming back to the company that we, we could measure, um, like just taking all of that, all of that confidence and getting back into the swing of things. Because up until that point, my kids were like, I had two very little ones. They were at home. My youngest daughter was a COVID baby. So like extremely attached to me, right? Like she was born right Mm -hmm. before the, right before quarantine. Um, and so it taught, it taught all of us that we can breathe without each other, right? Like my kids can go to somebody else. They can be taken care of by somebody else and that it's going to be fine that I actually do have a, a business brain. Like I'm not like mom brain all the time, right? Like I can put it on and I can be productive and I can, I can walk in this like purpose in this call that, that I feel like I have on my life. And it's just like, so on this side, on this side of it, like I said, I feel like it's tailored brands 2.0 and it's, it's amazing to me, the, the clients that are coming, the opportunities that have been opened like immediately, but it's because I have gone out and I have looked for them and I am calling people and I am emailing people and I'm like trying to make connections. And so it's like, um, everything before I'm like, would you please let me help you? Would you, you know, please. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I really feel like I could help you. <laughs> so um, yes. yeah. And this is, this is how, and so, yeah, it's been, 
I feel like it's totally, it's a totally new business, but it's been around for a couple of years, you know? <laughs> so That's so cool though, because I think too, um, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but like when you are really good at something and I think many times we undermine the things that we're really good at and other Mm -hmm. people look at us like, I would like to learn from them. I would Mm -hmm. like to get information from them. And many times we discount that or make it free. Like Mm -hmm. people will say, um, I just had a lady this week that's like, Hey, I would really like to sit down with you and just, you know, talk to you about being a woman and like a service business and kind of the things that you've learned and all this stuff. And I'm like, like, come sit down with me and do all this stuff. And I'm like, like, you could totally be charging coaching services for this stuff. And it's, it's not like, that's not the first time that's happened. That happens Mm -hmm. often. And it's one of those things where we often discount the things that we're really good at because it just seems Mm -hmm. second nature to us to be able to do that. Or you can be in this business and you can actually be making money for your family. You're helping Mm -hmm. these businesses do better in the business too, which they're more than happy to pay you for to do those things. So I just bring that up because there, I know there's a lot of women that very much discount themselves and saying like, well, it's just kind of a side hustle. So I don't really charge that much. And I'm like, you should charge more if that's what it is. Cause you got yeah. another job on top of that, you yeah. know? So yeah. really having the confidence of being able to, to do those things. And mm-hmm. we can sit here and do that all day long, but there's stuff that every single one of us gives away for free that we could definitely be charging people for. And I think it's like this woman thing of like, I just want to help you, you know, like yes. I just want to help people. I'd love to see people succeed. So it's like, well, let me just help you. But then you look at it and every time you say yes to something for free, you're saying no to spending time with your kids or being at home with your family yeah. or getting the hell out of the office, you know? Yeah. So it's really just something for all of us to think about as we're building businesses. Like make sure that you are getting paid for the time that you are putting into these because you deserve it. Yes. And I think that was a huge issue with me before, like, uh, because whenever I was going into it before I, I didn't feel qualified. And so I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you, you know, so my, my prices were like stupid low, you know, and I'm like, Oh, well you can just pay me this. And then I didn't enjoy the work because I wasn't getting compensated for it. Like it wasn't worth it. You know, the time that I was putting into it. So it was not, there was no reward for, for doing it. And so, and -hmm. and there was, there's no way to grow your business at all whenever you are not charging for it. And so now my mindset is like, these are my prices, which I still feel like are really Mm -hmm. good for what you get. Right. Like I, I know that I'm really like packing in the value here. Um, but these are my prices. And if you don't want to pay that, then you're not like, you're not my target market, right? Like if you're not willing to do it, then I'm going to move on to somebody else. That's not just, you know, trying to get something for nothing because everything that I do, especially in marketing is to bring you a return. So (laughs) every dollar that you spend on my services should bring you more revenue at the end. Yes. So, yeah, that's definitely not somewhere where you're like, I I don't feel like that is a place to, to like nitpick and try to cut corners and save money. Um, because if you do it right, it should all come back to you plus some. Like that's 
that's the whole point in marketing. And I feel like that is the place where you should invest if you're going to invest anywhere. Like that's, that's the one key component to any, any business. Absolutely. And it's so fascinating to me in the home service industry, I think, because it's kind of a little behind the times, yeah. if you will. Like when yep. you're like, this is very old fashioned. I was like, great. That's perfect yeah. for this audience because a lot of us, you know, there's still a lot of, you can tell the businesses that have younger business owners yes. or women business yeah. owners yeah, because they're just ran differently. They're just run differently. Mm -hmm. And I think one of those things with that is that like when shit gets tight or people are talking about there's a recession or things slow down. I live in Arizona. The month of August in my septic business is always slow shit, but it's also like 120 degrees outside, you know? So if my guys are getting a couple of jobs done a day with things like that, we plan for that through the year. So it's planning things. But you know what I do during August is we pour on marketing like nobody's business every single year. Yeah. Even getting my service tax, if they're done by noon that day, they're out doing door hangers. They're out doing something because I'm paying them. Mm -hmm. So utilize those people to be able to help you. There are so many things, and this is something I want you to speak to, but there are so many things that you can do in marketing. One, that, that, you can be posting stuff. You can be doing stuff. You yes. can be going out to um, networking meetings. You can be showing up at places, handing out stuff, meeting people like we talked about at the beginning of this conversation. But when you are at the point to hire someone and you will all get to the point to hire someone because mm-hmm. you need to. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't do all this shit by yourself. You should not no. be wearing all the hats. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. No. You're, so when you're you get to that point. Business. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You most of the time business owners are the biggest bottleneck in their company. Mm-hmm. One because they don't want to let go because they don't think anybody can do it like they can. And two, they're like, "Well, I can do it. Why would I pay somebody else?" Mm-hmm. Even though they know they've got more shit on their plate than they can handle, yep. they still have that attitude. So mm-hmm. when somebody, I know another thing with that too though is that there are there are some people that will try to sell you. SEO is a famous one. That mm-hmm. people will say, I will sell you this SEO service and I will get you first place on Google's front page for, you know, $1,500 a month. And then they don't do crap with the website. They don't do any blog posts. They are not Mm-mm. doing anything that is refreshing or feeding and making this no. website or company look like it's alive. Right. If someone is at the point where they're going to hire a professional marketing company like yourself mm-hmm. to do that work. What questions should they be asking to make sure that they are getting a reputable person? Um, well, for me, it's what are they what are they wanting? And and I know like a lot of business owners like they don't know what they need, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But for me, it's all about that. It's about the strategy. It's about the partnership and creating like. I feel like if somebody is really going to help you get to where you want to go, they need to be asking what your goals are. They need to be asking what you want in your business. Because if they're just like, oh, well, I can, I can promise you like first page on Google or whatever, you know, like it's still, it still might not be one, it's probably not legit. And two, you have to have a destination in mind to be able to draw a map to get there and SEO Mm -hmm. and social media posts and knocking on doors or, you know, door hangers, flyers, all of that stuff. It's all great, but it should all be part of your strategy. 
Like that it should mm-hmm. not like social media should not be your marketing strategy. And, you know, going door to door should not be your marketing strategy, you know, like, so I feel like if, if a marketing professional is not interested in your goals and they're not interested in where you're going, they're not going to be able to create anything for you. That's going to help you get there. That's like the, the biggest thing for me. I really want to get to know my clients. I want to know their business. I want to know where they're going. So that way we can, we can fit the right strategy to get to where they want to go. And we can chop it up into smaller pieces, you know, kind of different phases. Like, um, like I said, I do feel like today you cannot get around not having a good online presence. Like your your website, your SEO, your social media, all of that stuff is important, extremely important. Um, but I don't feel like that should be that should be part of the overall strategy and not the strategy itself. Sure. I I love that answer so much. And I think a lot of people get stuck up, like you were talking about, like, just imagine if social media goes away, can you still run your business? And so many people get stuck on like the social media part of this, like people Mm -hmm. in the community will be like, well, I only post once a week, because I don't want to bug people. And I'm like, first of all, you're posting boring shit. If you're only posting once a week and you think they're, mm. that you're bugging people, yeah. like t- 2% of the people that are following you just saw that post anyways, because you're not active. So they're not showing any of your stuff anyways. No. So really just like the education part of stuff too. If someone is willing to educate you on things that mm-hmm. maybe you don't understand. Yes. And if, you know, like I had a restoration company that I was working with and he works with just insurance adjusters. That's where he gets all of his work from. He's mm-hmm. not interested in getting a phone call from somebody in the middle of the night that had a flood. He wants to be the referral partner of the insurance adjuster, yeah. but he needs an online presence, one for people to leave him a review. So he looks reputable for other insurance adjusters yes, and two, that he's just got online presence. And then social media, I told him, I'm like, just post before and after. At least you're just showing up with something. Stats and before and afters. People love them. And like that was the simple Mm -hmm. strategy. He doesn't need to be all over the place. And he doesn't really need to be anywhere. I'm like, just do Facebook and Instagram because you can post in one spot and it goes to both of them. Like, yes, you're showing up there. You don't need to be on the Twitter and you don't need to be in all of these places. And I think so much of it just becomes so overwhelming. But if I would have went to him with a whole marketing strategy of like, well, we got to build this website and get your first page on yet. Like that's overkill. That's not stuff that they want. So just as Taylor's talking about here to my audience, like know what your goals are when you go to Mm -hmm. talk to somebody so that you, they can, you can make sure that they understand what you're looking for and that they can help you build the map to get there. You also have to be really honest about where you're at because that map doesn't mean shit. If you're not honest about where you're at, if you have a website from 1990 that you haven't touched and you have no social media presence, you have to be honest with them and let them know because they need to know where they're starting from to get you to the destination of where you want to go. And be open-minded. Yeah. And be open-minded to, to change. Um, because like, I, I can still hear the voice of the owner of the pool store back in college, you know, and like I would go in and I would change something or I would move product around or something. And he, like his, his, his phrase, like I wanted to put it on a t-shirt was it's been that way for 14 years. It's been sitting there for 14 years. And I'm like, I know it's time to move it, right? Like it's time to change mm-hmm. it. So just because you've been in business for a long time 
or if you're just getting started, whatever it is, like just because that's the way you've always done it doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. And um, there are new strategies. There are things that maybe you yeah. haven't thought of. And it's okay to to change some things that maybe you think are working, but could actually be working a lot better for you in the long run. Or that you're just kind of spending money in a place just because that's what you've always done, but it's not really like the most effective and efficient use of those marketing dollars. Yes, absolutely. Especially with marketing because stuff, you know, like there's the age old time of meeting people face to face. Still my favorite way of doing it too. But you know, those relationships last forever, but some people just throw so much money at stuff and they're not like you need somebody too that can give you the digits, like know your numbers that you're getting from this. Because Mm -hmm. if you're throwing $1,200 at SEO or social media postings and you're not, what are you getting from that? Like if you're doing no call to actions, you're not doing anything and you're just showing up, you could knock that shit out on a Sunday afternoon and call it a day. You know, like make sure you're getting something from it. And I think that's why I love the analytics so much is because I I just love to see the actual cold, hard proof of what Mm -hmm. you were doing. You know, it's like, there's nothing that you can do out there that isn't trackable. And if they, if they are trying to help you as a, as a marketing expert or a marketing service, and they don't have like hard numbers, they don't have analytics that they can show you like, oh yeah. Um, we changed this and it increased our viewership 173% or whatever, you know, whatever it is, if they can't show Mm -hmm. you what those are, then it's like, I would just say, move on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, be really honest with that. Watch your numbers, do the stuff, you know, and, and sometimes people may not understand if you already have someone that you're working with, somebody may not understand what your goals were in the first place. But right. Don't be afraid to have those conversations because when, when you're doing a service like, like Taylor does is having the service, like you want to know what their goals are so that you can measure yourself and seeing mm-hmm. that you're providing a good service for them. Correct? Yes, absolutely. And even if you have a marketing person in house, um, I just feel like this, needs to be said. Even if you have somebody in your office that has the title of marketing, um, they probably need some help, <laughs> right? Because typically mm-hmm. marketing marketing gets put on the person that has the least amount of work to do that day. You know, it typically gets put on somebody that may or may not have any kind of marketing experience or background. And like just walking into the construction company that I was working for, it was like, to them, marketing meant um, t-shirts and Facebook posts, you know, like Mm -hmm. there was no other form like in their mind of marketing or what really marketing was. And so um, that, that person that is handling your marketing, they might need somebody third party to partner with, to build that strategy, to work with your goals and where you're going and where you're at, to be able to understand what those numbers are, to, to be able to find where to look for them, right? And be able to track them and keep up with them and to build an actual strategy. And then maybe, maybe they can carry that strategy out on their own, or maybe they still need some help with implementation, but it's okay to have an in-house marketing person that still needs third-party help. Yes. Marketing is a huge job title for a company. There's a lot. Huge. 
It's a lot. Because you've got, I, I just look at, like, I have a team of seven to eight for my septic company. And I have a website to do. I've been learning how mm-hmm. to build pop-ups and weird stuff and yeah. sign-ups and forms and all that yeah. stuff. It's taken me like all week to learn. <laughs> and then you've got your social social media. And then mm-hmm. you've got going out and actually meeting people. And then you've got mm-hmm. designing all of your flyers and getting all of that stuff done. And then yeah. you've got Google AdWords or any of that stuff, online advertising yeah. that you're doing. Like, there's so much involved in that. And sometimes yes. it may be best to have a third party person that is handling those things. If you want more of the in-house presence of a marketing person, you know, right. I think yeah. like many times it's like, okay, you're in charge of marketing. Go. That's how yes. people get assigned to do stuff. Exactly. And then uh, it's one of those things too, that I feel like they're they're This is you'll get it. You're from Texas. Like their heads on the chopping block. Yep. <laughs> it's like, exactly. you're not getting the results that I wanted, but you you were never specific with what you wanted in the first place. You just wanted me to talk about this business, you know? Yeah. Like I can go have beers and hang out with people every day and talk about business. If that's what you right. want me to do, you exactly. have to be really specific with what you're doing with that and what their budget looks like too, because many times that's not specified either. And I think it's it's important to be really honest with your budget um, because, I mean, your strategy is going to change a lot dependent on what your budget is. So, like, mm-hmm. can we get you, like, if you have a set goal, if you have a smaller budget, can we get you to that goal? Yeah, probably. But it's going to be maybe a little bit longer route. It's going to be a little bit different ways. If you have a really big budget then there's going to be things that we need to invest in that are going to get you to that goal a lot quicker or you know sure. just like in front of your audience or get you get you those clients that you really want get you those projects that you really want to have um mm-hmm. just a lot a lot quicker so but a lot of people don't I don't feel like they have a marketing budget so I feel like especially in service companies um it's like today <laughs> figure out a marketing budget, especially for 2024. Like, you know, we're, we're moving towards that direction. And so I feel like having a marketing budget to start the year with is so helpful. That way you're not like feeling guilty or needing to sponsor every poster, every like high school cheerleading squad that comes your way or, Uh you know, like really have a plan of where those dollars are going to go. So whenever you get like later through the year and you're like, Oh, I really wanted to do this thing. Um, but I can't because, you know, I spent all this money on stuff that was not to your audience. It was not branded. Well, like it was just like money thrown at something, you know, um, when you really could have been putting that somewhere else in your business that was actually going to get you a return and brand you well, and get you in front of your target market, get you the jobs that you want to have, like have a budget, like actually set a budget. And I know that's like so scary for people to do because they're like, oh, I'm like, I don't know. Like I normally just pay this much for whatever and then pay that, like pay as you need it. But I think having a budget is like having a budget and having a strategy are like hand in hand. Yes. You have to have a budget. Or else you're just throwing, you know, like 
It's like confetti. Let's see where it goes. And then we have no idea where our money goes. Like, I just think about that, like, so much when people are like, I know, like, women relate with this thing. Like, for me, I run a business and I chose entrepreneurship because I don't want somebody telling me what to do with my time. Mm-hmm. It was not real easy for me either. And there are parts of my business that I still struggle with terribly. One of them is yeah. tracking finances. Like I can yes. do it. I hate it. Number yeah. like I could sit and make like pretty pictures and posts and flyers and things. Like I'm yep. very much the creative. And I I I push for so long to be that just I'm just the entrepreneur. I can do this. I can do this. I am a creative and I love the creative part of my business. Yep. I love marketing part of my business. I love all of that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not great at those things, but being real honest about that so that you mm-hmm. can get the help that you need in those areas is yes. so incredibly important. And that is just like what a budget is. Like you have to know what you have so that you can get what you need. Yes, if you only have a budget absolutely. of $1,000, don't be pouring $1,000 into just AdWords. And that's the only thing that you do for marketing. No. Because now if no. you spend all of that on AdWords and you set it up, because if you give Google a budget, they'll make sure that you spend it, you know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you're giving them free reign to all of your marketing money. They'll spend it. Mm-hmm. Now, how much going back and looking at analytics, is that really helping you? Could you put those dollars somewhere else that could help you with that? And if you're just throwing stuff in the wind, like I know uh, for a company that I looked at and was helping, they had, they were putting $1,500 a month into their AdWords budget. But when you actually went in there and saw what their conversion number, they were paying like 50 bucks a a lead to get people to like, they were popping up all over the place because they had broad search terms in there but it was nothing that was relevant to their industry they were in an industry where it kind of meant two different things and they were showing Mm. up for stuff that they didn't even do or in areas that they didn't even service because they didn't know how to do that so that's where like adwords thing like i've learned so much about it i know enough to do it myself but definitely give it to somebody else to manage because that's something Mm -hmm. that i want to be able to say show me the numbers and it doesn't take time off of my plate to do those things so make sure that you know that because you could be spending fifteen hundred dollars and getting three clients off of that, you actually paid them to become your clients because you didn't even make enough money off of them. You could have used that money and put it towards your kids or your family somewhere. Yes. This year has been such a year. I think that I would love to challenge everybody to do that in their business, whether you're starting or you've been in business for 20 years. Like, look at your numbers. Do you really know Mm -hmm. where, like, your marketing dollars are going for things? Because we do get in a rut of, like, well, my budget's just $1,000. That's just what I spend every month. But how many customers did you get? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so many people don't know because they set it and forget it. And you just really have to check into that stuff, make sure that you're doing it properly. Well, and a lot of people don't look at it until they're in a financial bind. And they're like, oh, no. Um, Like, I don't have enough money to pay payroll or I don't, you know, or we're declining. Like, what do we do? Like I've been spending all this money, you know, so definitely look at that before you are in a big financial crisis because it will catch up to you. You know, it will. So getting in front of your audience, getting in front of your market and spending those dollars where they are most effective is like, is key. Like I said, I feel like it goes hand in hand with having the strategy because the strategy the strategy without a budget is 
pretty worthless and a budget without a strategy on how to use it is the same thing. So yeah. And a business without marketing is the same thing too. It's worthless yes. because you have to market worthless. that business and the services to be able to have a business. So when More people say, okay, I just cut, yeah. yeah, I just cut my <laughs> marketing dollars. I just don't have any. I'm like, well, pack your stuff. <laughs> Yeah, because you exactly. have to, you cannot, you cannot look in a financial bind at marketing to be like, I'm going to cut my marketing dollars. Mm-mm. You need marketing more than ever. So what else are you Absolutely. cutting to pour into some more effective keywords, yes. marketing? Yes. And that starts with hiring someone like Taylor that knows what she's doing. There you go. And that's really like where I have been at um, with Taylor Brands, like 2.0, <laughs> like I like to call it, mm-hmm. is, is the marketing audit. Um, for that reason, because I do feel like so many er- service industry or service companies are like, you know, we've been spending all this money or we spent so much money last year on SEO, on ads, and like, we didn't see anything for it or, you know, very little. And like, what are we doing? And so their whole thing is like, just get rid of marketing or, you know, whatever. And so um, mm-hmm. it's like, my whole purpose is to come in and help you see where, what's missing? Like, okay, if you put this money in here and look at those numbers, look at the analytics and figure out what was the missing link? Cause you may have been doing something right. There may like in that digital space there, like sometimes it's just one thing that's kind of off and to make it all click and to make it all work. And so just to really kind of dig in. And like you said, as simple as the, your keywords, maybe you're showing up in a different industry or not showing up in front of like maybe you just need to switch your messaging, switch up your keywords, switch up some 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 places that you're showing up. Maybe you're on Instagram all the time and all of your market is on LinkedIn, you know, like just yeah. small changes, but it's just, you know, showing up where your audience is and being able to go in there, look at the back end of things and help you figure out where is that missing link? What's not working? And so that it does make your dollars more effective moving forward. Yes. Oh, so much good info. Now everybody's going to need a marketing audit. So tell us how (laughs) they can work with you and do that. Yes. Well, you can go to tailoredbrands.com and Taylor's spelled weird. And I was like, as a marketer, I should have known better, but this is how it is. So it's (laughs) T-A-L-O-R-D brands.com. Um, and I am also on all the social media, at, you know, tailored brands. So it's T-A-L-O-R apostrophe D brands on Facebook and Instagram. So, and I'm on LinkedIn too. You know, I'm, I'm in all the places. <laughs> awesome. 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 Well, your, your people are in all the places. So that's important. They, they, they Good are example. <laughs> I'll put the link to everything that is tailored brands in the show notes too. If you guys want to check her out, she is in Texas, but she can work with you all over the place because in the magical world of zoom and everything else, you can meet with people all over the place. So I love that because it makes your business limitless because there's a bajillion service companies that need your help. So I'm, I'm, so incredibly proud of you because oh, it was 
Taylor and I went to have a glass of wine after we went to this event and we were sitting and talking about stuff and, and we were talking about you going to pitch your boss and that was going to be such a great idea. And then after you had uh, sent me a message and said, I actually got fired. I was like, I told my daughter, I'm like, it's like, that's not the goal, but look at what happened. That was totally the goal. It was perfect. Like, honestly, like it was, it was the most amazing thing that could have happened really. Cause it, it just, I, I, I needed that. I needed that, yep. that push. So sometimes you just need that little kick out of the nest of comfiness uh-huh. to really jump in there and see what you exactly. can do. Cause girl, yep. your services are so needed. Oh my gosh. I meet people every single day that I'm like, Oh, I would love to help you. So we'll just keep <laughs> Handing your stuff out. out. I think it's so incredible. (laughs) So the last question that I always ask in closing Mm -hmm. on the podcast, I know I've kept you for over an hour, but man, there was lots of good marketing goodness in here. (laughs) And marketing podcasts are very popular, very, very popular on on this podcast. So thank you for Mm -hmm. all of the information. But one Mm -hmm. of the last questions that I always ask in closing is because I'm fascinated with how people relate to it. And I'm actually writing a book on this and I am taking all of my topics from what people answer here and really rolling it together in a really awesome book. And it's coming together so amazing. So I can't wait to add yours to it. So when I tell people that I have a podcast in a community called ladies kicking ass, it's kind of a head turner, like what? Tell me more. So what I love to learn from my guests is when you hear the phrase ladies kicking ass, what does that mean to you? I hear ladies that are, that are like doing it, that they, they are involved in their own lives, that they're not just sitting by and living the mundane and just like being okay with the mundane. I feel like they're like, breaking through and they're going to make something out of their lives and they're going to make an impact on those around them and they're going to make a difference in the world. And so it's like, I feel like, I feel like ladies kicking ass are the ladies who are actually like living for purpose. They are living for what they were created to do and they are going after it like wholeheartedly and, and just making, making waves. We're making waves. I love it. Well, thank you so much for all of your information that you graciously handed out. This was a value packed podcast, so (laughs) it's going to be so incredibly awesome. Um, I'm so excited to be able to watch you on your journey and see what you do with tailored brands, uh, get together with you and go to another event. That was so fun. Um, and just see how everything grows for you and just supporting you all along the way. So thank you for spending time. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being part of the Ladies Kicking Ass community. Cheers to all you badass women out there. Keep rocking your power, igniting your fire, and making waves in the service industry. If you loved today's episode, please do me a quick favor take a screenshot, post it, and tag us at Ladies Kicking Ass. Be sure to include the link to your favorite episode. Your support in spreading the word means the world to us as we aim to empower even more women. Hit that subscribe button to stay tuned for more kick-ass episodes. And don't forget, a five-star review is the ultimate high five. 
Connect with us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you for being part of our tribe. Now go kick some serious ass, lady. Hey, ladies. Have you ever considered starting your own podcast? Or hell, maybe you already have one, but you're looking for someone awesome to collaborate with, or maybe get some mentorship or some questions answered as to how people are doing certain things on their podcasts. Well, I'd love to introduce you to my friend, Joanne Bull and her incredible new podcast, Her Network. Ladies Kicking Ass is part of this network, and I would love to invite you to come on over, join the party. If you haven't started a podcast yet, great, we'll help you get started. If you have a podcast and you want to make it better, great, come join the party. If you're looking for guests, collaborations, just how-tos to do anything, or you just really want to be part of an awesome chick click of women that are doing badass things, come over, join us at the Podcast Her Network with my friend Joanne Bolt. Open up the show notes. There is a link in there to get any and all information that you might need about this incredible opportunity.